This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. on Joy. There's a brand new Australian production of the much-loved and the revolutionary rock musical Hair. The musical came alive last night at the Geelong Arts Centre and will continue to delight audience until this Sunday the 8th. And we are so pleased, well, I'm totally delighted to have the downright hunky three-time Logie Award winner, Hugh Sheridan. Hi, Hugh. Welcome to Joy. <laughs> G'day, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for letting my co-host flirt with you for a hot second. Hugh, when, um, <laughs> when most people think about Hair the Musical, the first thing they think about are the drug-taking hippies and singing protest songs, but it's a lot more than that. Tell us about the show. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, there are drug-taking hippies in the show, for sure. It's, uh, There's plenty yeah, of songs about it. it. Well, there are. I mean, um, it's, uh, it's it's certainly one of the cooler aspects of the show, but also um, hair embodies a, a bunch of topics that are still relevant today, which include uh, women's rights, uh, racial issues, and ongoing war uh, that the government was sort of hiding that, truth behind, which um, Australia finds itself in the same position these days, and also um, it just sort of it, it asks a bunch of questions about, um, you know, where you stand on all these issues, and uh, of course the, the drugs is just uh, a vehicle in the second act to get uh, the show happening in a cool and more interesting way, but uh, it's, it basically takes uh, all the characters in the show on a trip, uh, which turns really, really, really bad. And um, and sort of uh, sort of start to expose all these interesting conversations about the war and and it's 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 just it's quite timeless. I'm sort of falling in love with the show more and more every day, really. No, that is so true. I mean, because the original production was in 1969, and we had the late Harry M. Miller was produced at that time. And mm-hmm. and as you were talking at that time, which a lot of people don't understand, we actually had a draft in this country, so it was a real fear for young men to be sent off to war. We also, in 1969, the Parliament only just passed a law to say that women will receive the same salary as men if they did the same job, but they wouldn't get that until 1972. We still, I mean, the show is about social revolution. You you said it still is important today. I mean, it's about 1969, but people are going to come out of the show today and actually start thinking about the issues that may be socially affecting us today. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, I suppose the show set really in 1967 because that's sort of when it was oh, yeah. written and then it opened in uh, 1968 on Broadway and it came to Australia very quickly after that. But um, we kept it sort of set in that time, but it's, it, I mean, you, you don't have to be, like, super smart to realise very quickly. You start, start to go, wow, like, we're still dealing with a lot of this stuff. Um, obviously, we're not dealing with the, the drafting at the moment, which is good. But also, there's an element, especially in the, like as the show goes on, that you start to realise, hang on, if Australia was like at war with Japan or Russia or something like that and we were in a lot of trouble, what's to say that we wouldn't do drafting again? Because we don't actually have a very big army. And it nearly came back in the 90s, or I think, or sorry, in the 80s. And it, we were already doing it in the 70s, and we're only now in the, you know, 2000s and all that sort of thing. I mean, we really, we would do it again. I'm sure the government would do it again. And it's kind of horrific to think that that 
did happen so recently and we, we look back and we go, oh my God, can you believe that that happened? Yeah. No. But it would definitely would, you know, there's, there's nothing to say if Australia was in trouble that it wouldn't happen again and sort of really, really important to remember what just happened and where we've come from and then also just how far we haven't come. That's sort of the really interesting thing about it. The difference between uh, people in the 70s and now is that there wasn't much, much bigger social movement and there was much more focus on the reality of what was going on. Uh, these days, people are not as focused in on Australia being at war and women's issues are issues, but they're not. I think Australia sort of really needs these messages. You know, I, I live in the States and I do notice that there is a lot more of, you know, women marching and, and of course, they, they probably have a little bit more reason to give the government there, but we still we still need to be on top of our government and we still need to think about, especially at the moment, I've just, you know, noticed in the media a lot about uh, that families sort of being sent back overseas and all that sort of thing. And it's, it's just interesting to think, um, you know, that Australia, we're very compassionate. I always think we're a very compassionate society. But, um, you know, I, I think we can always lean a little bit more towards love and, and really sort of be socially conscious of, of, of the choices that we make every day. And I think that's one of the coolest things about hair is it's, it's not like a normal musical it's actually sort of like a call to action. And that's exactly right. And exactly what you said, Hugh, there is lots of things happening in Australia today and we do actually have to hold our government accountable because they will make mm. laws and pass things. We've got the Religious Freedom Bill happening. We've got worried about, yeah. uh, you know, like you said, refugees being taken off. That's We're very right. excited. Now, my friend Tom here, <laughs> sitting across from me, um, we, we do love talking about the political side, but Tom is, is a little bit, dare I say, infatuated with uh, the nude scenes going on. Tom, you've got, you've got a question you want to ask. I can see it in your eyes, well, mate. Go for this it. This is true. Hugh, I saw uh, Hair the first time yep. in 1988 and I was very excited. There was one thing that annoyed me <laughs> that in the nude scene they turned the lights off very, very too quick. <laughs> so will you be upset on Saturday night when I come to Geelong if I bring my dolphin torch? Am I allowed to shine the torch to make sure I get a, a proper look? <laughs> well, apparently uh, six people tried to film it yesterday. Um, oh. You'll be very pleased to know if they were deleted. Uh, we were told. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? So long, they probably got away with it. Um, <laughs> uh, we were told. Uh, we we do a different kind of nude scene. It's sort of much longer. You'll be thrilled tonight. Oh, thrilled tonight. But it's a. <laughs> it's. I think it's. It's a different kind of lighting state. Now you you need to remember favour on that you think. It's not like people just get naked for no reason. It comes at uh, in Act One, when yes. uh, so there you go. If you, you can stay for the nude scene and then leave, no, don't do that. So <laughs> the, the music is fantastic. Um, yeah, you're going to love it. Well, I mean, I basically get naked within the first couple of minutes of the show, but I don't get completely naked. So, uh, but my character certainly is a is a lot more uh, free uh, with his skin maybe than all the others, but. Um, <laughs> Like, literally, after the first song, my character just decides to take all of his clothes off for no reason. Right. Um, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Very, very liberating. And then uh, there is a moment when the entire cast get completely naked. Like, we all get completely stripped down full frontal and walk out onto the stage. And that the reason behind it, and I think 
it's good to clarify, and, and the mm. reason that it, it first happened, it's happening at a moment when one of our characters has been drafted, and he's trying to decide whether to burn his draft card, which would mean that he would get um, 10 years imprisonment, uh, $10,000 fine, or does he go to war, but he will probably die. Yep, yep. That's the sort of, that's the dilemma that he's going in, and that was the truth. Back then, you got, you well, know, I read years. a quote from Donna Summer, who was actually in the yeah. original German production, and this was the quote from her. It, this, you know, the naked scene is not meant to be sexual. We stood naked yeah. to comment on the fact that society makes more of an issue about nudity than about people killing each other. And it, yeah. I found that very powerful, and it actually shows that it's not just there to get your kid off. It actually has a, a political message behind it. Well, I think... People think the, the nudity is like, oh, wow, we're going to see the whole cast make that sort of thing. But I think when you're seeing it in the context of the show, you're not expecting people to come out naked at that point, and it's quite an emotional turning point. And then when you see everyone that you've just been watching come out completely naked, I think the statement is much more on human flesh. I think people do realise that it's quite a shock, and they go, oh, wow, there's human bodies on stage. And it's sort of like, look at us with no barriers now. And I, I, I suppose for that moment, I'm not playing George Berger anymore. I think actually for that moment, I am Hugh Sheridan. I think that's the one moment where I come out mm. just as a human being. So <laughs> no, but I think I think it's like we do remove all of our barriers. We we remove our costumes. We're making a point then just about the human body and what is that worth? What is the the number on my body that you're going to send to war. At the very start, Claude says, uh, I'm a human being, and then he gives this long number, like number 1679425532. I'm just another number. Yeah. And that's sort of like a resonating topic that comes through because when they came back, they did just have a number on them, the dog tag or whatever, the yes. number around their toe in a box, and they were coming back in droves from Vietnam, dead bodies, you know, and it's that's sort of the idea it's like we grow up as humans with parents and think about things like marriage and your life and all these sorts of things but then when the government's got a hold of you and it needs you it's but you're just a number you've sold it the whole audience are listening right now they're going to be there it sounds like such a beautiful show and and so touching it is a beautiful show more than anything the music is amazing the cast are beautiful and the sound that everyone's making is just incredible and and also the story is funny and it's very entertaining and I'm I'm already sad that it's nearly over really. It's worth the road trip to Geelong for sure and Heather Musical is playing until Sunday the 8th of September at Geelong Art Centre and tickets are available at geelongartcentre.org.au and of course Andy our producer is going to put the links everywhere so you won't miss it Tom will be there with his torch. Yes, Andy and I are driving down on Saturday night to have a look. We can't wait to see you. You're going to be joined by Prinny Stevens, which is the fantastic uh, from The Voice. You're also going to have Matthew Mayhem, who's a good another good-looking young man. And, of course, Paulini (laughs) is going to be out there with that beautiful voice. She's a star. Yeah, yeah. can't wait to see it. We will be there, and I promise no videos will be taken on the night. Tom will smash any phone in hand. (laughs) Hugh, thank you so much for calling in this morning. (laughs) It's been a joy. Thanks, guys. Wake up with Tom and Mikey. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Find all our podcasts at tomandmikey.com. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. 
Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.